Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hello, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. The last few weeks have been so different, so uncertain. The anxiety has been crazy. I don't know about you. I'm recording this episode, what is it, Thursday, April 9th? Yes, I had to look at my phone to see what date it actually is. I'm supposedly on spring break, although not really, but kind of. My kids are home. My husband is home. I'm staring outside a window where it's pouring rain, so I can't even go for a walk. Everything in our lives have gone completely flip-flopped, right? I always wanted to like have a day off from work and like, you know, have an extended spring break, but this was not what I had in mind, right? Am I alone in this one? Like this was so not what I had in mind. I moved some of my episodes around and I wanted to do an episode all about Google Classroom. I previously did an episode I shared with you guys on another podcast all about boom cards. And I wanted to do one here on Google Classrooms. I know not everyone is doing teletherapy. I have mentioned on my Instagram and my emails and anyone who was asked at this point, I am not doing teletherapy. My district is only requiring me to maintain contact with my students, keep a log, and just keep them working and just maintaining It's just what my district and my union, what have you, is recommending at this time. I'm not going to say my opinions on anything. I'm not going to say my philosophies on anything. But I know that many of you are in this same boat where the districts are not having you do teletherapy at this time. So I'm going to share with you some tips, tricks, ideas, 
things that I've learned, I will say, I'll put the disclaimer out. I've had to learn in the last few weeks about Google Classroom. It's not something I do normally. Yes, all the students in my district, second grade and up, do have Chromebooks. I will put that disclaimer out. So my students are familiar with Google Classroom. It's me that isn't because they are getting Google Classroom in their classrooms with their teachers. And that's what they're using for homework, for administering papers to save paper. Textbooks are now through that. So the teachers are utilizing it. It's me that I have chosen up until this point to not. Now that I'm learning so much about it, I might start utilizing Google Classroom next year future years as a way of home practice, carry over, save some paper. I'm learning so much and finding some easy to execute activities that are fun and easy to adapt to a million goals. I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. That's something you can ask me in a year from now what I decided to do. So the number one question I get with Google Classroom is, well, how do you maintain privacy? Okay, so yes, when you have a Google Classroom, there is no way for students to not see the other kids in the classroom. So there's some way workarounds about this. I know some speech therapists have done a classroom for just language goals, a classroom for fluency students, uh, one for Arctic. I know some have done one for every student. This way it's completely private. I've chosen to do my groups. Okay, this way, if you know, they already know who's in, in their groups, they're old enough to understand. So that is how I chose to utilize it. I know some SLPs have been recommended by their districts just to do one big one, and that's okay. So just do what you are told on what you feel is most comfortable. And I feel like at this point now that you're listening to this episode, you might have already implemented this. And I want you to also know, even if you're also doing teletherapy, you can all still you can still also utilize Google Classroom as a way of, instead of having to always email files, is this way you can say, here are the activities we're going to be doing when we go live together on Zoom. And this way they have the materials in front of them. So it's a great way to give students access to things without always having to upload and share a link and email and what have you. Okay, so when you go to Google Classroom, you can create assignments. You just go to the classwork, you click the plus sign, and you create assignments. And you can create folders if you wanted to. You can create a folder for the weeks. You can create a folder for the different, if, you, if, if you're making classrooms per grade and there's different goals, you can tell your students to go into which folder they need to. You can choose how you decide. You can also assign different students different things. Just because they're in the same classroom doesn't mean everyone has to have the exact same thing. I also like that you can schedule things out. What I chose to do is on Mondays, all the assignments of the week go live. It is due on Friday and I'm able to schedule it and assign a due date. Okay, you can plan ahead and it makes your life so much easier. This way you don't have to be at the computer at eight o'clock on a Monday morning ready to go to have things go live. Okay, so what are some different activities that you can put on Google Classroom? Well, you can put any PDF on there and have students open it up and utilize it. You can add Google Docs, Google Slides, Google Forms. Google Forms are like surveys and questionnaires that students can fill out. And what you can do is have comprehension questions about an article that you provide to them. You can have Google Slides and have them manipulate things. There are tons of free and paid Google Classroom ready-to-go materials on Teachers Pay Teachers. I found a bunch for free on synonyms and antonyms, reading comprehension tasks. I found one on inferencing, one on main idea, and you can easily import it into your Google Classroom. All you have to do is click the Create button, and I'm doing it now as I'm telling you. You click Assignment, 
and you give it a title, you give your students instructions, and that's where I tell my students like their strategies. Like, so if it's an inferencing activity, don't forget to make your smart guess using your clues and what you know. Because remember, our goal here is maintenance. We're not trying to teach them something new here via Google Classroom. I'm trying to have them remember the strategies that we already worked on when we were in my therapy closet. Okay, so then all you have to do is hit the paperclip button and you hit add. And that's when you have a drop down and it says Google Drive. So anything that you've downloaded it and put it into your Google Drive or created, ready to go, it's in there. And you just click Google Drive and you can import it right into Google Classroom. The other thing you can do is add a link. So that's where you can add a link to a YouTube video to have them watch. You can add a link to an Edpuzzle. You've heard me listen, go jump over to my podcast episode all about Edpuzzle. You can create an Edpuzzle. When you go to a sign, you go to link, you get the link, you import it into Google Classroom. The link could also be to a Boom Deck. Okay, so I did a whole episode on Boom Cards. You can have a Fast Pin or a Hyperplay Link Boom Card ready to go in your link. And when they go to their assignments, they click the link and it'll open up Boom Cards. You can add a file. I've added a picture. I've added a Norman Rockwell picture and then a Google Forms and had them answer the questions about a Google Form. And there also is a prompt that you can import right from YouTube right there also. There is also a plus sign that says create. And that's where if you don't have something ready to go, you can create a Google Doc, a Google Slide, a Google Sheet, a Google Drawing, and a Google Form. I tend to plan things ahead of time or find things already made. So I tend to be adding from my Google Drive. The times where I might be creating something, I've had students go on like a virtual field trip. So I added the link to like the Boston Children's Museum. And then I created a Google Doc and it had a prompt on there that said, on the field trip, what was your favorite exhibit and why? And and I, you know, don't forget to use, you know, complete sentences. I want descriptive vocabulary. Prompt them for whatever goal you're working on or utilize your articulation sounds. And then that doc was ready to go and added. Now, when you add any Google Doc, except for forms, because that's different, any Google Doc, what I want you to make sure you do is when you add it to an assignment, there is a drop down like closer to the X mark, and you have to drop down and it says students can view file, students can edit file, or make a copy for each student. You want to always make sure you click the button that says make a copy for each student. This way, every student can edit it, alter it, do what they have to do, and they're not sharing their work with their peers, okay? So this way, every student gets a copy and you're able to see their own individual work and they're not all able to see each other's work. Whether or not they're in the same classroom or not, if you're using the same file and forget to do that, they'll be able to see. So that's really all there is to Google Classroom. It's just assigning them work. It's like a feed where they can, as soon as it's posted, they can see it pop up on their feed and they're notified that there's a new assignment. You can add reminders like throughout the week. I'll be like, don't forget, if you have any questions, comment here. You can say, hey, like, don't forget your strategy to, you know, tongue behind your teeth to say the whatever strategy or goal you are working on. And then you can always access all the grades and grades and you can view their submissions. You can give them private comments back. It's a great way for you and them to have a chat without having to do it via email. It's very easy to create a Google Classroom. All you, you get a code and you can send them through email or call them up and say, here's the code. I didn't mention before, I know a lot of SLPs also have joined as a teacher in the teacher's classrooms. This way, if they wanted to make sure that it's private, they just go ask all the teachers that their students are in got access as a teacher. You don't want to be access as a student because students can't assign anything. So you want to get access as a teacher and then you can assign your individual students work. 
Okay, but I chose to make my own and not have to go through my teachers. And this way it's mine. I have control over my classroom. I'm able to make my little background purple. And, <laughs> and this way it's also if your students do have Gmail accounts, so your older students, you might they might have it through the district. You can always email them to remind them to do their work, check in. Don't forget to say hi, things like that. So unfortunately, this is not the ideal. Obviously, the ideal is us in our therapy rooms across from our students, smiling at them, hearing about their day, being able to show them those visual aids, give them the prompts they need, adapt our sessions based on how they're performing. But in these times, it's a matter of just making things work and not driving ourselves crazy trying to make a system that works. Just do something to get the job done so that our students are still hearing from us. They're getting some sort of practice towards their the goals that they've been working on. Some normalcy is kept and everyone is kept safe and healthy, and that's really our ultimate goal here, right? So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, send me an email, send me a DM. If you found this was helpful, share it out with a friend. Let other SLPs know about this podcast and how you can always count on it on a Monday morning for a jolt of inspiration and motivation that we need to keep ourselves going, right, and keep ourselves sane. That's really what it is all about. And if you haven't had a chance to check out my free course all about incorporating technology into your speech room, which is perfect for if you're doing Google Classroom or if you're utilizing teletherapy, go head over to speechtimefun.com slash free course to get access to it and you get a free CMH hour certificate of completion. It counts towards your continuing ed, but it will also inspire you, motivate you and help you get the job done at this time. Okay, so how about a joke that is totally relevant to this time? What does a sick lemon need? Lemon aid. Ha ha ha. Stay out of trouble, guys, and I will see you next week on another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Bye, guys. Are you looking for quick therapy ideas that will help your students and keep them motivated and engaged? Don't forget to check out my Teachers Pay Teachers store at shopspeechtimefun.com. I have everything you need for older speech students, mixed groups, and more. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys. Have fun, guys.